Let's go right back to you, Fitty. Livewire, baby. What kind of sound you got today? Livewire's on the team connect. Get respect for their realness. I know you feel this. All right, guys. Well, we're going to start with some Carolina Panthers uh, sound. Remember going into the preseason, we were all saying, well, we kind of want to see Bryce Young take a hit, see how he would respond. Well, we saw that on Saturday as the Panthers offensive line forgot how to block it appeared for three hours. And Chris Sims said on Chris Sims on Button that even though he saw him take a hit, and get back up, he still got concerns about the Panthers' rookie signal caller. I never doubted his ability to wheel and deal and, hey, arm angles and do all that. My thing is what we saw in the game a little bit. And, and you know, you, you're on the worst team in football or the team that picked first in the draft or whatever. You know, it's not a great team, right? That you're going to have moments like you saw there where, oh, the middle of the field's covered. The pocket's collapsing. Now you got to make a power throw outside, back shoulder, fade down the side, and whatever with people around you and knowing you're going to get hit and don't brace for that hit to where, you know, you don't brace and it and it, it affects the accuracy, right? So those are things that we'll continue to watch from, from him. I mean, it just continues with the narrative of isn't this the case for any quarterback, whether they're six foot eight and 280 pounds like the guys Walker used to create on NCAA, <laughs> or whether you are Bryce Young and have a small stature. Now, granted, I would not want to see him take a vicious hit from a Dexter Lawrence or some of the like, but all of these guys in the NFL are big, fast, strong, so there's not going to be many guys you can take a hit from that you're like, okay, I'd prefer to take a hit from that guy if you are Bryce Young. And so with that said, I think that's a little bit just still kind of lazy when you talk about Bryce Young and just worried if he takes any little hit. I said it before, he got sacked in the SEC over 60 times. I'm sure some of those guys weighed 300 pounds. I'm sure some of them were 250 and had more muscles than uh, a gold's gym. I'm sure that these guys came in all Hmm. shapes and sizes when they hit Bryce Young. And I don't think they hit him softly because he was small. Nobody ran up to Bryce Young and said, hey, man, I'm just going to give you a quick little tap real quick to to put you down because you're a little guy. They all came with bad intentions. Well, and Wes, I just didn't see what Chris Sims was talking about there. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, just, oh, plant your foot in the ground, take the hit, and then, you know, throw it outside the numbers. The dude threw it six times. He talks about basic quarterbacking one-on-one. Guys around you, you you got to throw, and you're going to get hit. Something he couldn't do in the NFL. Yeah, he just started playing football. It's the second take Tuesday, (laughs) so we had the honor of getting to watch this game twice. I, I don't advise it for most people, but we <laughs> did want to watch Bryce Young throws, and he only had six of them, so it's actually easier than a lot of other bad games that you might have to go back over and look at. But in those six attempts, there was one incompletion to LaVisca Chenault that looked like a miscommunication between those two. It was when they were backed up against their own goal line, and LaVisca was on a comeback route, but maybe didn't go back to the line of scrimmage or the yard line to gain that Bryce was throwing to. All right, so miscommunication there, and then there was a throw on the sideline to DJ Chark, but it was well covered. It wasn't one of these errant throws like, good Lord, who are you throwing to? There was a receiver open over the middle on that one third down conversion attempt they had, but Michael Jordan didn't provide any resistance from the right side. And so Jefferson drops Bryce Young before you even have a break from some of one of, from any of those receivers. I just didn't see any play 
maybe there was the second throw that Bryce Young had to the flats um, with Chuba Hubbard coming out of the backfield where he could have waited a little longer because the, the pressure wasn't coming nearly as much there. It's just that he was backed up against his own goal line. So in your own first start ever, you don't want to have a safety and get sacked like that. That's if we wanted to really be nitpicky, that's one where maybe you say, okay, chill out just for a little longer. See if you can get Hayden Hurst open in the second level, because it looked like there might've been some potential there, but that's it. That's really the only thing I could have seen Bryce Young do differently with the pressure. Well, and also um, he said that he's playing on the worst team in football from a year ago. Cause he was drafted number one. Yeah. Right? I thought that too. I was like, uh, Chris, been, you're a little bit off there, buddy stuff, man. He's not, he's just, I mean like that take is about as bad as, as his uh, annual quarterback list when he ranks the starters in the national football. I league. do love it. Cause it's wild though. Like I do like taking a look at that thing. Cause <laughs> boy, it is not conventional whatsoever. So today was a media day for Charlotte football. And I got a great quote for all you 49er fans. Uh, Biff Pogey did confirm that there is a documentary that will be available on ESPN Plus being made about his football program. And he said, quote, I told them there needs to be 15 episodes because we're planning on playing 15 games, end quote. Walker, you're going to the home opener <clears throat> of the college football season. The Biff era, baby. Are you prepared to go see the Charlotte 49ers on their quest to make the college football playoff? <laughs> I'm so here for this. Thank you, Biff Pogey. You ice, you ice cream eating, Charlotte football winning, bowl game going head coach of mine that I love so much. I love Biff Pogey so much, man. Because even with some of the comments that he had at the uh, AAC Media Day, <laughs> even if he was like, only there's only three uh, questions asked. That me, was great. It was great. And what was great about it is that there are some other programs that only had like three questions asked about them too. Yeah. But he took a slight to he was trying to play the whole slight game and say no they don't care about us it's a completely different team no i'm very excited to see what charlotte football is going to do this year and yes homer walker was through the roof when hunter bailey helped me out and we went over the final schedule and gave some four. predictions i had them no i did not have them i had them going bowling though i did have them going bowling and you know what i stand by it i stand by the charlotte 49ers going bowling maybe not college football playoff i'm sorry biff but I got you going bowling, which is a lot better than what some of these other voters will say. I'm also here for it as well. I love the bravado. I just want to see him back it up with the cutoff T-shirts. He told him to shoot it. 15 of those boys. I'm excited to watch it. Can't wait to see what Biff is going to do. We should all wear that in studio one day. We got to get up. Use your influence <laughs> as a Charlotte alumnus, member of the Final Four team. I don't think they love me like that. To get us some Charlotte 49er swag. Yeah. All right, I'm going to try Make my best. Make them love you, baby. I'm a, yeah. <laughs> I love that comment. Make them love you, baby. Yeah, I mean, maybe in different contexts it doesn't sound as good, but I loved it there. What else you got for us? Um, I also wanted to add, and maybe I'm not supposed to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. No, this is scary. There is rumors that our very own Chris Lance McClain is going to be voicing over the documentary. So more just National Pub, you know, he was on. Oh, wow. He was on the blueprint stuff that the Carolina Panthers put together. Their training camp stuff. So they're taking a soundbite and putting it there. No, he's supposed to be the voiceover guy. Kind of like what the guy is. Right, that'd be big. That's very cool. Very cool to see that. Yeah, I don't know if they're prepared for the train wreck that is Matt. Um, (laughs) Another headline that I'm going to use from my flash here, but yesterday was big news in the running back market as the Jets finally signed Dalvin Cook to a one-year deal. Mm -hmm. And the Patriots signed uh, my boy Ezekiel Elliott 
to a one-year contract. Which veteran running back do you guys expect to have a better season? Cook, cook, cook. That was rude. In 2023. I mean, Cook might cook, but he also might be hurt like he always is. Well, Dalvin Cook is going to have a massive year. He's going to be going up against a light box. I know Brees Hall is there, but listen, Dalvin Cook uh, is a war daddy, as Mark Schlereff likes to say. Okay, you're talking about a big-time running back right there. Run for over 1,100 yards each of the last four seasons. And like I said, Kirk Cousins, though, also had the box light because they can pass the ball along with Justin Jefferson. So not much will change. But just going to New York, he'll have a a, a, a box, like I said, that's very light playing with Aaron Rodgers. Another weapon to this offense. And to me, this is a, a very, very formidable move by them. I mean... They've got to look at that, that Vince Young Philadelphia Eagles uh, dream team. Hmm. So we'll see if it ends up paying all for them. Dalvin Cook is just a better running back right now than Ezekiel Elliott is. So I'm I'm thinking about going Dalvin Cook. But, man, you don't draft a running back that high and have plans to use him like they were going to his rookie season and then just still give majority of the snaps to Dalvin Cook, right? They did give him a lot of money, but, man, this is, what, going to be pretty damn 50-50 between those two. Ramon J. Stevenson, good running back with the New England Patriots. I do wonder if they use Ezekiel Elliott at all in the passing game. He's just not a great separator, not as athletic as Tony Pollard was last year with Dallas, but still somebody that has that ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. The other thing is New England doesn't have as many weapons as the New York Jets do. So if there aren't as many mouths to feed with New England as there are with the Jets, because you have Garrett Wilson, who won Offensive Rookie of the Year for them. You have Brees Hall. I like Michael Carter as a running back. I mean, he's a third stringer for sure on that team now. But I do like Michael Carter. Yeah, it's an interesting signing. I didn't see that one coming. I thought they would just roll with Brees Hall, but I guess they were a little worried about his injury history well, from last year. they've been with him for weeks, and well, so uh, yeah. I felt like I wasn't surprised at all. Just talking about the beginning of the process, I didn't know if the Jets were going to be involved there. You know, everybody thought when he left his visit without a deal, he'd, been, he'd end up in Miami, but he wanted to be a Jet all along, and he is a Jet. Let's talk about another guy that uh, – Wes wanted here in Carolina, one Jadavion Clowney. (laughs) (laughs) He visited Jacksonville. He's looking for a home for the 2023 season. Here's what their head coach, Doug Peterson, had to say on Clowney's visit. How positive of a visit was it with uh, Jadavion Clowney yesterday? Who said he was here? (laughs) A couple people. I mean, there's reports out there, right? Yeah. Yeah, he came in for a visit. It was good. Yeah, it was good. I don't want to let that information out. <laughs> I mean, why would anybody care anyway? You're talking about a pedestrian player that was once looked to be a trans, uh, looked to Send be a it. generational prospect at the defensive line, and now he's uh, getting tryouts. Man, he was not bad last year, though. He's this a bust. The, yeah, well, okay, you have. Did he do something to you? Like no, with, not at all. I'm just calling <laughs> it like it is. He's a bust. Because with Aaron Rodgers, there at least Aaron Rodgers is very easy to dislike. <laughs> no, with he's everything not. he's about. Yes, he is. Take Fitty. it easy. On no, you her. stop it over there. But with Clowney, no one disagrees that he's not as good as what everybody thought he was going to be at the number one overall pick. Like I get that, but he's still a player worth having on a roster. I mean, still a pretty good at no. Just, I'll pass. I'm I'll just, pass. Produ- low man. production, bad attitude, not a great work ethic. I'm, right. I'm good on clowning. All right, man. man. Yeah, I didn't know. The, I the mean, hatred. y'all tell me where I'm wrong. You let oh, me you, know. Oh, you're not wrong. I mean, when is South Carolina going to ever produce a quality <laughs> NFL player that can stay? He's out? a nice guy, but I'm just calling it like I see it. I mean, well, no, just the 
He had 11 sacks in 2021. I mean, I know he only had three in 2022. Not much. Well, yeah, but I, I see know nine you, on Pro Football Reference. Well, I, you know, Pro, pro Football Folk is what I'm going off of. So, okay. you know, PFF, if you like their grades, it gave him a pretty damn good grade at 76 overall defensively. I just, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I think somebody could help, but not to you. I you just like wish Zavia. he could have been, I mean, he could have been so much more. But that, right. Meryl that, Hodge was dead on. Well, and that's what, I don't know why his clips have been going viral here lately. Because they were talking about when Johnny Manziel's documentary well, came out, uh, how he was dead on about Manziel and Clowney. But th- that those even went viral before the documentary released, too. Just somebody was like, all right, Meryl Hodge had it all figured out with Johnny Manziel <laughs> and Jadevian Clowney. But yeah, that's, that's the thing that clouds their judgment of Clowney, in my opinion. It's that, no, he is not the generational edge rusher prospect. He definitely wasn't that. But still a good enough football player. You're, I mean, it's, I don't know how much of well, a ringing just a endorsement that, that is. The, the attitude and work ethic that, that it's been uh, alleged that he has that you don't want to bring him around the young guys and then just rub off on him the wrong way. I will say he's been very good against the run in his career. He has been very good against the run. But who cares? It's all about getting after the quarterback. Last one. You got something else for us, Fitty? I was going to play some Bill Belichick audio, but we can go to break if you'd rather. Might as well. Let's do it. All right.